It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 186, entitled Nonny Nonny. It was recorded on Monday, the 22nd of November, 2021. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and I am joined today by Mark Westgard, Bob Dom, and Joe Casabona. As always, there's loads to talk about, loads happening in the WordPress space. WordPress 5.9, the release has been delayed, perhaps for up to six weeks. We just gently touch that subject and what it means for WordPress plugin developers and why it happened. Liquid Web have acquired Modern Tribe. They acquired previously the events calendar, but now it looks like they've hired the whole development team over there. Big Orange Heart have got a colouring book and you can maybe stock some stockings over the Christmas holiday with this. It's a great way of supporting that charity. Block Boards and Fishing Reels, Paul Lacey's article as his Opus Magnus, his way of leaving the WordPress community. We talk about that at length and we also talk about Bob's article which came off the back of it where he says he's going up to 11 with the WordPress community. Core Web Vitals, it seems that more recent versions of WordPress don't perform as well as older versions. We also look at a really strange video that Elementor have put out this week. Joe's got a really interesting take on it, something completely that I didn't expect, so that's well worth listening to. And there's a WordPress drama, the guys from Ocean WP. Well, there seems to have been some falling out, and we try to work out what that story is there. Apple are going to allow you to repair your own iPhones. I show you somebody who's playing the French horn with their foot, and there's a whole lot more as well. It's all coming up next on This Week in WordPress. Hello, 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 hello. Depending on where you are, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, <laughs> goodbye. Um, very nice to have you with us once more. Thank you for joining us. It is WP Builds. I can't remember what the show's called. It's actually called This Week in WordPress. There you go. It used to have another name and I've only just remembered it. We have, by the skin of our teeth, managed to assemble a panel today. It was all a bit technical there. We had a few a few technical issues. Hopefully they're all fixed now, but uh, we've got a new contributor today. We've got Mark uh, Westgar. We've also got Joe Casabona and Bob WP. Can I introduce you all one at a time and I'll hope to do it properly. Um, we are, I, I have to say, we are waiting on a, th- a fifth member of the panel to show up. I, I sincerely hope that they manage to make it and if they do, we'll just drop them in at that particular moment. But um, let's start with Mark. Mark is the founder of WS Form, a WordPress form plugin that allows you to create complex forms in a no-code environment. Visit wsform.com to learn more and you can see that throughout the show on Mark's name just below his face. And we've also got... Joe Casabona. Joe started his career almost 20 years ago as a freelance web developer before realizing his true passion, which is sharing his years of knowledge about website development, podcasting, and course creating to help creators, freelancers, and business owners. You can find him at casabona.org. And we do have Bob Don, although at the moment he's decided to pull down the curtains. But Bob is a connector, producer, and podcaster at Do The Woo, a site for the WooCommerce builder community. And yes, he says he has a new shiny site, which is actually really nice, but hopefully Bob will be able to tell us about it in just a moment. How are you doing? Let's go, Mark. You all right? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Where are you? Uh, I am currently in Columbus, Georgia, uh, okay. USA. So yeah, I think you've 
think you've got an entire US team today, right? Uh, well, there's one notable exception, and uh, yeah, <laughs> he's the grey-haired one in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Speak, speaking of grey hairs, I saw on your on your on your Facebook feed this week, uh, Joe, you were talking about the beard and uh, the occasional little fleck of grey that has come into yeah. your beard. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I remember I found my first grey hair in high school, and I asked my health teacher, "I was like, you're too stressed, man. You're too stressed." It was just one single gray hair in a frock of black but now the beard is a little bit more salt and pepper now that i have two two kids and one on the way i actually found a fully black hair the other day and i was so delighted (laughs) one black hair came into i was like oh it's mine look i'm still i'm still not gray completely i was most proud um i don't know what the technicalities are for bob but assuming that bob comes back in in a moment we'll we'll welcome him back maybe he can even show us around the site uh just before that if you are watching this live you're probably in one of two destinations you might be on wpbuilds.com forward slash live actually let's put that one up it's probably better or you're on in the Facebook group, which is wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook. Facebook being Facebook, don't allow us to see your name or avatar or any of that fun stuff unless you click this link, chat.restream.io. It'll be in the post at the top uh, forward slash FB. If you don't want to, the workaround is just to type your name uh, at the beginning of any comment that you make. That can certainly help. If you want to, if you're working uh, today and you've got this on by the side of your screen and you're not really giving it your full attention, that's fabulous. Maybe just pause for a second and go and share it on Twitter or something. This is probably the best URL, wpbuilds.com forward slash live. And we have Bob. Bob's back. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't want to. It's it's um six quarter after six in the morning and the day's starting out. I'm so sorry. To, Interesting. Uh, yeah, you've <laughs> is it? Have we now reached that point where our clocks have changed in kind of opposite directions? And yeah, yeah. Okay, it's happened. Okay, I'm so sorry, Bob. Probably when you booked on. No, this. it is. It's always been six o'clock for me. Oh, has it? Okay, yeah, it's it never changes. Yeah, You're I a glutton think, for punishment I, I live in a different world. <laughs> you know. I, the, <laughs> Well, I did actually introduce you, but how are you today, Bob? Anyway, how's life? I'm do- I'm doing obviously better now. But yeah, good. good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to crack on with the WordPress news for this week. There's actually quite a lot. I've put probably far too many bits and pieces in the show, but we'll try to get to the bits and pieces that we can. Um, first of all, this is our website, wpbuilds.com. If you click on this link, subscribe link, you will be able to subscribe to what we do, or you can fill out this big form here. It's blue. But that's not what we want to talk about. Let's go here. WordPress 5.9 um, has basically been delayed. I actually didn't see this one coming. I got a message from Beergit on Twitter to say it had been delayed, and I hadn't managed to see the news at that point. Um, apparently, there's a whole bunch of things in there which it is better to uh, to fix correctly rather than trying to code in a two-day fix, which will then probably make things more difficult. Not entirely sure what the, what the deadline was, but um, I'm not a plugin developer. I don't develop themes, never have, probably never will. And so this kind of thing to me is just, it's just a, an item in the news. But I know Mark, being a, a plugin developer, this may be something that is kind of crucial, annoying, fine, whatever. So I might just throw this one at you first, if that's all right. Yeah, I think I think the larger plugin developers are maybe going to find this a little bit problematic with their timing. Um, you know, they, they probably had stuff planned. I'm a smaller plugin developer, so for me, it's not too much of an issue. Um, I had a read through the the change logs and what they've been up to. It looks like there was some 
some UI issues that they thought they could improve on. I, th I think they're right to delay it. Um, I think they found some some things that they could have done better. Um, so I think I think it's better to delay it and, and come back to it later on. But um, yeah, I mean, beta releases are essential for us because it enables us obviously to test the plugin, our plugin, prior to it being released um, when 5.9 officially comes out. So as soon as that comes out, we'll be jumping on it. But um, for me, not a big problem. I think for the bigger plugin developers, maybe uh, it's going to have to shift their schedules around somewhat. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bob, Joe, anything on that? I think I, I'll I think survive it's... Christmas. That's all I can say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, think, I think that this is a good thing. I think it's probably a really strong yeah. lesson learned from uh, the 5.0 rollout is is what right. I'd have to wager a guess on because, uh, you know, it's it's going to affect people's schedules, but we want we don't want to roll something out that's broken, right? I mean... Gutenberg's the Gutenberg plugin still has a terrible rating, even with the vast improvements to the plugin. Uh, so, um, making sure that things are working appropriately uh, is, I think, definitely the right call. And so, there'll still be the beta period. I think uh, it was supposed to be released the day after Tanya's post uh, announcing that it would be delayed yeah. uh, and pushed everything back about six weeks. And I, I think that is a a strong and mature decision by the by the the core contributing team. I did actually pull up the post here, which uh, illustrates some of the bits and pieces, and I did read through it. But in all honesty, that was like twenty four hours ago, and t my brain and twenty four hours they're not compatible. So <laughs> I've, completely, I've completely forgotten whatever it was that actually forced the delay. But um, Bob, you were shaking your head at that point. You. Nothing to add to this. No, not, nothing. I was just shaking okay. my head at Joe. No, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> happens a lot lately. The, um, <laughs> the um, in which case we'll move on to this this next piece, which is like it feels like we had a breather from acquisitions. We had acquisition, then another, then another, then another, and believe it or not, another, and then we had a couple of weeks off, and then we yeah. had another, and it's this one. So. The modern modern tribe, which is a development house, and they're behind loads of all sorts of awesome products. Probably the most notable one is the events calendar, although that is a sort of slightly different spin-off product. They've been acquired by Liquid Web, who are really on a clip. Now, I don't know anybody. I don't really have a point of contact in Liquid Web particularly. Um, so I don't really know how this all fits in. Uh, uh, Joe, I think you're probably better connected in that side of things, and maybe you are, Bob, I don't know, than I am. But they acquired the events calendar from Modern Tribe a little while ago. And what are they, do, do you have any insight into what it is that they're buying here? Are they just buying the personnel and the rest of the plugins that this company are responsible for? So the way that... Um things were structured where, where Modern Tribe developed the events calendar, but Modern Tribe is actually a design and development agency. So they do web uh, WordPress client work. Uh, and then the events calendar was something that they created that they kind of sp spun off into their own thing. It had its own staff. It was still under the purview of Modern Tribe. And in December um, of 2020, uh, Liquid Web uh, or Nexus closed the deal to buy just the events calendar and that team from uh, Liquid Web. So they just kind of completed the merger of all things Modern Tribe. And um, it seems like what they picked up here was the the agency, because it sounds like they're going to run as a uh, as their own independent thing. 
my best guess, I this is all speculation. That's what we do best here, right? Uh, yeah. Not here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> um, is that this is going to be very similar to a, a WordPress VIP kind of model, right? Mm-hmm. Where they have the agency. The agency develops solutions for clients using now Liquid Web and their family of products uh, from Stellar WP and Nexus Hosting and Store Builder. Uh, and so it'll just be kind of tight synergy. It'll be a, a I'm sorry, I said synergy. I got to put a quarter in the, in the jar. Um, it'll be a way for uh, potential Liquid Web and Nexus and Stellar WP customers to say, we want to use these plugins. We want to use these tools, but we also need somebody to develop it. And then Liquid Web can refer them to Modern Tribe, a subsidiary. Got it. Oh, that's an interesting play, isn't it? I'm quite fascinated by that. I can't think of anything else where that, in, in a way that that's happened. It seems to be agencies buying other agencies, not great big companies like Liquid Web buying agencies. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Can I ask? I've got to ask. Why have you got to put a coin in a jar when you say synergy? Uh, you know, synergy is just like one of those really corporate terms, right? Oh, like, uh, okay. You know, it's like, I don't know if there's, in, in, in the United States, at least there's the concept of a swear jar, right? Where you put a quarter or a dollar in the jar when you say a bad word. And so uh, people outside of the corporate space, I feel, at least in, here in the U.S., view the word like synergy or circle back uh, or anything like that as a, as a bad word. So that's why I had to put a quarter in the jar. Every it's like, time, oh, go on. Oh, it's like when people uh, use the word intimate to describe podcasts, right? It's like that. That's what everybody says. It doesn't feel like the right word, but I don't know a better word. I'm going to say synergy as much as possible now because uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just because every time. Every, I'll, I'll you <laughs> yeah, you've got a bell. You've got. To, <laughs> that's great. Um, every time Bob comes on this show, he drops a new word on us, and so. I hope he's got one for us. I don't know if he has or not, but he's um, he's usually at the end of the show giving us a brand new word in the English language, which we've never heard of. Anyway, Bob, Mark, anything on Liquid Web buying Modern Tribe? I think Joe covered it. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. In which case, we're going to move on to something that we've never covered before, and that is coloring in. Um, okay. This is so good. I love this. This is a big orange chart. We've mentioned them quite a bit over the last few weeks for many reasons. You know, they've got WordFest Live and they do they do live events. They actually serve the the UK community particularly well in the ter- in, in the sense of live events because they've got their um, Word Word WordPress London meetup, which they do every single month as well. But uh, in order to raise some much needed funds, they've um, they've put out a coloring book, and this is. I just love this. This is members of the community uh, who've contributed some kind of outline drawings. Um, you know, it's sort of like black and white. You can see it if you're looking at the screen. Obviously, it's difficult for me to describe otherwise. But basically, it's a, a coloring book where there's black and white outlined drawings. And you, the idea is that you go in and have some, can I use the word cathartic? Is that all right? I'm going you can, to, you can have some synergistic, cathartic time. Um, uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, good, good. <laughs> it's a good one. I won't um, do that every time. Just the yeah, first time. <laughs> no, it's okay. You can you can basically just sort of zone out. And do you know what? It never occurred to me that this kind of thing would be uh, would be something that would actually kind of allow me to concentrate on nothing. 
but I did actually try it. I haven't received my copy of this yet because I haven't bought a copy, but I just thought I'm going to experiment. My kids have got loads of these kind of things lying around. And I found myself about 15 minutes later still doing it, just coloring in shapes. And, and really that 15 minutes seemed to consume no time at all. I felt like I'd been transported into a really... Um, I don't know, like a, another world where I was just absent-mindedly doing it. So, anyway, the idea is go and buy it. I think the, the the intention really is they've launched it before Christmas. It's a great simple item. You could pick up five or six for your um, children, grandchildren, brothers, sisters, lawyers, whatever, yeah. and um, and send them a copy, and you'll be raising much-needed resources and. I don't know if anybody else has bought one, but I know, Mark, you've got your hands on two, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to order some more as well. I mean, they're very inexpensive. I think they're such a great idea. Um, I learned about them from Mich- Michelle Frechette, who I believe was uh, one of the authors on the book. Yep. And, um, yeah, I, I, same as you. I, it, when I saw it, I suddenly realized, you know, sitting there and coloring a book just takes your mind away from everything. It's a way to relax and I think they're a great idea. Um, I bought a couple for my kids and probably will buy some more for the rest of the family. Yeah. I've got one, one other family member who I know loves loves colouring in, so I'll definitely get her one for Christmas. So I think, think it's a fantastic idea and it's in raising money for a great cause. I've got um, I've got the costings here. I guess uh, depending on where you are in the world, the coloring book is offer. It says it's offered at an introductory price of nine dollars ninety nine, which is seven pounds forty nine and nine euros 49 cents i guess it is in Euroland cents so basically for the first time ever i've seen something where the british price actually truly reflects reflects the dollar yeah. price <laughs> i don't know if you guys know this but basically if you're if you're in the uk and you get anything technological we pay the exact same amount as you do in dollars but we pay it in pounds and and it's like good because we basically pay 25 percent extra or thereabouts for more or less everything and i don't really know why but they not to mention not to mention anything that gets shipped to you right you gotta probably pay some sort of tariff or whatever yeah is that what you call it there tariff uh tax tax just tax yeah 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 um but like you know if if you if we sign up for some sort of SaaS service or something and it's nine dollars 99 we'll will pay nine pounds 99 and uh Frankly, that's going to be my mission in 2022 to stamp out this nonsense. <laughs> Good luck with I wonder that, how really. much you would pay in francs. Frankly, uh, <sighs> was that was that a play on words? A little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if that's still like a, a valid currency. No, no, they dropped them all. The only the only yeah. holdout I think is uh, Swiss francs. You can still spend yeah. those. You can spend Norwegian krona. And okay. you, obviously, uh, the the great the, the the great British public decided, in their wisdom, to stay out of this uh, <laughs> euro thing. Which, anyway, I'm not going there. There's too much ire and debate there. It. Don't touch it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you going to get any of these, Bob? Joe? Um, you know, I haven't ordered any. I'm waiting for Santa Claus to bring me my crayons first, and then I'm all set. So, um, I, I, I put in my wish there. But no, it, it's a cool idea. I, I. I think it's kind of that goes back to doodling, except you've got the doodle there and you start filling it in because I think, you know, that's what we we tend to do to kind of mellow out or when our brain goes off or, you know, we're in a meeting and we want to pretend like we're writing notes, we can be coloring instead. So that's, um, you yeah. know, especially in a Zoom meeting and stuff. So, no, I think it's a great idea. I haven't ordered mine yet, but, um, yeah, I think it's cool. 
Yeah, and raising money from a, a really worthy cause. I mean, they do a lot in the background. I know Dan pretty well, and uh, and they really do a lot. And they're not how to describe this because I don't want this to sound wrong. They're not good at blowing their own trumpet, but they do a lot more than you probably realize. And the the cost of the things that they do is fairly high. I can't remember. They publicly announced what it was, and I think it's up into like quarter of a million dollars per year just to just to keep going. So. So we need to buy lots of coloring books. There needs to be lots of coloring done this Christmas. Anyway, I thought that was a nice a nice thing. So going from one really nicely well-planned, executed, beautifully organized thing to this catastrophe, um, this is the WP Builds poll. No, it's not. It's the WP Builds Awards for 2021. And uh, this is this is my attempt to also raise money for Big Orange Heart. And the idea here is you basically buy your way into winning something. You uh, you tell me what you want to be the best at. Uh, donate ten dollars to Big Orange Heart, and then you will achieve that. I will guarantee that you will be the best at whatever it is that you, you've decided. <laughs> and uh, it started off. I was mentioning this last week. Forgive me for repeating myself, but more people have jumped on this week. Started off because Jamie Marsland saw that I put out this spurious award where I said, look, I, I am the best podcast whose name is WP Builds. There's no doubt about it. And so I congratulated myself and patted myself on the back and gave myself an award. And then Jamie Marsland contacted me and said, I want to be the best WordPress tennis player. I said, all right, that's fine. You can be that if you, um, if you give $10 to Big Orange Heart. And like four minutes later, he'd given $10 to Big Orange Heart. And so now we have uh, Michelle Frechette, who is the best person actually who is triplets masquerading as one person. We have Bob, Bob Don last week. He was the best WordPress podcaster, which was my fault. So he said, put whatever you like. And so I put him down and he said, oh, no, no, no. So now he's the best WordPress boomer. And I don't even know what boomer means, but I've, I've put it in, Bob. Tell me what a boomer is. Oh, I don't, I don't want to start into labels here. You know, it's, um, it's, it's uh, um, age brackets. You oh, know, we, okay. we, we, the Americans tend to put each other in and it's very, um, it's very stereotypical. So I thought it would be perfect. <laughs> My generation labeled Bob's generation as okay. Boomer. Oh, okay. Millennials are getting old though, right? Gen Z or, you know, the new yeah. kids. I don't uh, even know what any of these are. Gen Z. Well, what they do is they they put you in this because of whatever year you were born in. So then you are have to adhere to that that um, what qualifies you in there, and it's really it's um it's yeah it's we we like it's to like group a cop people. pulling you over and saying hey I'm giving you a ticket. Because, you know, because of this, but really it's because you're a boomer, you know, it's, it's kind of like that. It's, Got it's it. putting you in a bracket. So it's, um, it's, it's kind of strange. But Daniel, uh, Daniel uh, is saying that geriatric millennials is now a term. <laughs> I prefer, I prefer the term elder millennial because it, it makes us sound uh, more, uh, you know, there's, there's smarter a, than oh, you are. Exactly. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Oh, that's brilliant. Anyway, let's carry on with this, Paul. I, um, Paul Lacey nomin nominated himself, I might add, as the most traitorous podcast co-host in the WordPress community, which I thought was lovely. We'll get, 
onto him in a little bit. And then a variety of other things. Uh, Justin Tadlock as the best WordPress Halo player. And a few few hours after that, uh, Elliot Sowersby came up and said, no, I am. And he nominated himself as the bestest, wow. best WordPress Halo ten- uh, player. So we'll have to see how this goes. Anyway, if you want a bit of fun, um, nominate yourself uh, on this poll and I will give you a badge or something like that. Um, but you're going to be donating $10 to Big Orange Heart. So I just thought I'd raise that because it's it's a bit silly and it's nice to nice to raise a bit of cash. Okay, on to the traitorous Paul Lacey, uh, hashtag traitor. Um, I was talking to him about, about half an hour ago and I said, how much do you want me to, you know, go at you? And he said, do what you like. Um, so I have full authority. He released this... I don't know if you guys have had a chance to read it. He released this short book um, <laughs> over like a couple of weeks ago where he he basically he explained the reasoning behind dropping out of things like this show. You'll find it over at the WP Minute. I read this and I was nearly in tears. Um, to be honest, I was chopping an onion at the time. But um, it is, you know, it, no, it really did. I was, I was deeply moved by this piece. It's called Blocks, Boards and fishing reels, and you have to read it to get the narrative, how Gutenberg divided WordPress. And basically it's him saying all of the reasons why he's decided he wants to sort of step away from the project. Now, anybody who watches this show will realize that he's been the most bullish, ardent supporter of WordPress for years and years. He's done countless talks. He's been everywhere, helped everybody. And and I could just sort of sense over the last four or five months the the, the the, the journey for him was t- t- changing slightly, and he was just getting a little bit ticked off with the fact that he was how to how to best put it for him that he he was being told that Gutenberg needed to be the future for him, but he didn't want Gutenberg to be the future for him, and felt that the, the narrative was sort of taking over, and people were sort of saying, "Look, it is the future. If you don't come along for the ride, you are some kind of laggard." And so this has been eating away at him for a period of time. We had a long set of conversations about um, about it and all of that. And then he contacted me uh, after he'd been to stay at my house, well, near my house for a little bit, um, and sort of said, I need to step away. And then this piece came out. And, and I just want to really, a couple of things. First thing, to express my disgust at how traitorous he is, which is, you know, deep and and gnarly, but also to express my love for him because I'm so pleased. You know, I just want him to be successful at whatever he does. It's um, He's been an incredible friend. I have no doubt that in the years to come, we'll still be friends. I will still manage to call him a traitor whenever possible because it's funny. But um, I just, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I just wish him the best. Um I don't know what anybody else feels about this, whether you had time to read it or ingest it, but over to you guys. I, I had a read through it, and I think um, <clears throat> I think he's right to do what he's doing. I think if his heart's not in it anymore, um, just like, like you said, if he wants to be successful, he needs to be focusing you know, where he wants to be focusing. Um, I share a lot of the frustrations that he has with the whole Gutenberg thing. I think a lot of people do. I think it was released too early. Uh, I know there were reasons around that. Um, we we were kind of caught up in the whole Gutenberg rush when we first announced our our plugin. Uh, in fact, I met Matt at, at WordCamp and offered to show him what we'd done. He wasn't very interested, but even though we were sponsored, but I know <laughs> I know I know he's a busy guy. Um, but you know, I'd hope we would have got at least sixty seconds from him. Um, but um, I 
for me, um, I think WordPress needs to decide where it wants to be. You know, I think it's, it, it wants to compete with the Wixes and, and, and that of the world, but I don't, I don't think WordPress necessarily is that. Um, and, and I think our community is built in a very different way than, than Wix's uh, customer base and, and their infrastructure. It's, it, it's, it's not built from people that are paid a salary to, to build a product. We've got a lot of volunteers that work on, on WordPress. Um, if, if they want to be the Wix, I think it needs to be very much focused on the WordPress.com side of things, but there's a lot that they need to do. And I, for me, Gutenberg, even for me, Gutenberg's very difficult to use. It's not user-friendly. It's not intuitive. Um, and, and I think a lot of people share that frustration with, with, with uh, Gutenberg. I've, I've still got client sites that we work with, and we still have classic editor installed on there. You know, we, we, a, lot, a lot of people just want to get on and write stuff. Um, uh, I know Paul goes into an awful lot in, in, in that document about his, his history with it and, and where his frustrations lie. But um, yeah, I, I wish him luck too. And I, I think I, I'm like Bob, I'm all in on the WordPress front. I'm, I'm committed to it. Um, but I haven't been doing it as long as Paul has. So I, I think eventually people get burnt out with things if, if they're not seeing uh, a product doing what they want it to. And, and, and I wish him all the best. Mm, thank you, Mark. Bob, Joe? Um, yeah, well, you know, um, I mean, I think you put it on the list of things to look at. But um, no, first of all, it, you know, it didn't surprise me with Paul. I kind of, you know, you can kind of read between the lines. I mean, there there is frustration and some people, you know, talk about it more than others and stuff. I, I, I'm like you, Nathan. I, I think it's healthy. He vented out a final vent. You know, this is how I feel. And that's good. And he he's moving on. And um, as I've said before, I think a lot of people, the problem is people don't make that decision and they don't move on. And and they stay in the community and it's not healthy for them or healthy for, you know, I mean, they just keep plugging at it, maybe with the hopes that it changes or, or goes in the direction they want, you know, whatever frustration they have with it. And then it never really does. And it just kind of piles on them and piles on people around them. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a crazy thing, you know, I mean, it's, you know, and, and I think you never know with Paul, I mean, it may be, you know, there may be some point he comes back, you know, there may be a, a spot he just feels like I'm ready to, but uh, there's been a lot of talk around it. And I think, yeah, it's just, you, you do what you got to do. And it's, it's like I said, it's sad when we lose, you know, lose good people in the community. But, um, hey, you know, that's kind of the way of life. And everybody makes changes and stuff. And it's, you know, whatever reason you leave it for, it's, you know, it's obviously time to move on. So, so yeah, I I wish him the best. I hope to, you know, still see him around and stuff. But, you know, there's, yeah, it's... There's not a lot more than that to say, you know, mm. but um, mm. yeah, mm. I just think that there's, there's people that need to reevaluate and how they really, you know, um, perceive the community. I mean, I have a whole slew of posts in my head and Mark said, you know, he'd been, I've been, I've been in this space. I mean, I've been actively 
in the WordPress space for about 11 or 12 years. And, you know, I, I'm not burnt out yet. Yeah. And that's me. I mean, that's, it's an individual thing too. You know, I'm not criticizing, I don't criticize anybody on any decision they make. I think Mm -hmm. as long as it's good for them, then I'm happy. Mm. Thank you, Bob. Joe? When I first became a parent, I promised that I would never say the words because I said so to my kids. Uh, Because that is not a good way to teach or explain your position. And I've slipped up a few times. I've said because I've said so in moments of frustration. But uh, as as the as the kids become adults, that is less and less of a good explanation. And I've had bosses tell me that, and it kind of feels uh, in uh, since Gutenberg, since WordPress 5.0, that we've gotten because I've said so a few times. Um, right before 5.0 launched, there was a a, a swell of support for delaying 5.0 because it wasn't ready. And it launched because Matt said so, because he wanted to announce it at the state of the word. Um, and so we got the same thing when full site, um, when full screen mode became the default, right? Matt decided that that was going to be a thing that got thrown into, I think, what, 5.4, the release candidate, when there should have been a feature freeze. Uh, and so... Because I said so can be very frustrating to people who have been in the WordPress space for a long time who were told that this is community software. Uh, Like Bob, I've been in it for a long time. I've been using WordPress since 2004. Um, And so I can see where the frustration lies. And after Paul's article and podcast came out, I released my own uh, on WP Review called The Simplest Solution. And there's a lot of wondering, why, why is this happening in the WordPress space? And well, we, we need to look at the simplest solution, which Mark, uh, Mark alluded to. WordPress is trying to be Wix and Squarespace. And WordPress.com and WordPress, the open source project, are too intertwined. Uh, and mm-hmm. that's, that's frankly the case. And so Bob's right. If you're getting uh, burnt out, um, then uh, you need to make the decision that's best for you. And I would posit this to anybody who is continuing to be frustrated um, with the open source project because it's happening where, uh, you know, there's a discussion about contributors, there not being enough contributors. And the question you need to ask yourself is, are you aligned with Matt Mullenweg's roadmap? Because if you're not, uh, then there, it, it, it feels pointless to contribute. And maybe those are strong words, but... Um, you know, if we look at the, the the biggest decision makers on the open source project team, many of them are on Automatic's payroll or Aubrey Capital's payroll. And Matt has been the lead, the release lead for a number of the the dot releases. So uh, that's not a criticism of Matt. He's done a lot of. I mean, it's, it sounds an awful lot like a criticism. Maybe I'm hedging, um, but he, you know, he and Mike Little invented or created forked WordPress and grew it to what it is today with a lot of help from the community and wordpress.com and automatic are some of the biggest companies in the space. Um, and so maybe it's deserved. Maybe if you've been in it, in it for a long time, you feel it's undeserved, but that's, that's the way it is. That's the simplest solution. It's still Matt's, it's still Matt's project. And if you're not aligned with Matt's vision for the project, then uh, it's going to be a frustrating few years for you, I think. 
Yeah, thank you, all of you, for having such interesting insights. The one thing that was occurring to me whilst you were all speaking was, I wonder if we're just like the 1% of the 1%. You know, we're all really into WordPress, aren't we? We think about it and talk about it. Um, it, it's certainly in my case, um, all the time. It's really at the front of my mind a lot. And and so when things aren't as smooth and there's less harmony, shall we say, and people are in disagreement, it, it troubles me a little bit, whereas I imagine most people using WordPress, it, it literally is a, a function of, oh, I'm sick of this, I'm off. But Paul has been so vocal and so um, supportive and helpful and put himself out there and been very vulnerable in a lot of the things that he said and talked about that, it, it, and obviously a great friend of mine, that um, it kind of felt like something worthy of publicizing. Uh, off the back of his decision. So again, um, I, I shall probably stop using the word traitor at some point, but only for a small amount of time. Um, but yeah, Paul, best of luck. Um, he was saying to me earlier, he'll probably still attend events and things, so we might see him at WordCamps and whatnot. But uh, yeah, good luck, mate. Um, and- Nathan, I was just going to add when you said that about the 1%, it was interesting. Mm. One time I had a person come up to me at a WordCamp and they were fairly new to the space. And this was a post I kind of have in the back of my head to write, talk about a little bit more, but he came up and he said, you know, it's really interesting. All these people, a lot of these people I've met here are making a living on WordPress, but I hear them bitching about it. (laughs) And he says, what he says, you know, he says, I get it, but it kind of makes me wonder why in the world I'm here. And I, I, I paused and I thought, you know, that's the thing we get in this little bubble and we go out and we verbally say a lot and, you know, most people will blow it off. They won't pay attention to it. I mean, they're not interested in it. They don't care what, you know, they use WordPress as a tool and that's it. But there's a reflection we're also putting on the community to these people that are thinking about coming into it. And they're kind of questioning, why are you doing one thing and saying another. And that's how they look from it, from the outside. And, you know, that was one example. I've had several kind of come up to me at meetups and stuff with the same questions. And I always thought it was interesting because it kind of took me aback for a minute. And I thought, what do I say to that? You know, yeah. I, I mean, I could go into this long philosophical discussion, but I, I, I kind of just said, you know, well, people have their moments of frustration and this, you know, with the tool and stuff, I said, don't worry about it. You know, it's you, you do what you want to do and stuff, but it was just an interesting perception. Yeah. The reason I sort of mention it is because I I was using Drupal for years, probably almost as long as I've used WordPress now, a similar amount of time, but I never got into like producing content around it or anything and when i got frustrated i literally just down tools and left and came to wordpress and there was no sense of well i'm, I'm going to express my anger it was just time it was just time mm-hmm. um whereas i think paul because of his um persona and the fact that he's been very vocal in support of the project there's probably a need to sort of draw a line under that and mm-hmm. move on Anyway, the, the what I did want to move on to, I, I don't know, Bob, whether this was um, this piece of yours was actually <laughs> written as a response to Paul's, but it coincidentally <laughs> came out a few days later and seemed to seemed to mirror. You know, you were sort of reflecting back a lot of the things that I picked out of Paul's article, but you've mm-hmm. obviously got a different approach on it. You're all in. You're going to remain all in. Um, mm-hmm. So can I ask that? Is that too indelicate a question? Did did Paul? No, no. It, you yeah. know that isn't because um, 
And I love it because the, the, the title I came up with, when people ask me, why are you doing this? I just say, it's because it's one more. Now, if you don't know Spinal Tap, you won't oh, get yes. that. But, but it's a simple answer. Um, I think it's a culmination. It's probably been, it, it, it kind of came at a point I was on Jeff's WP Mainline podcast, and we were talking about pulsing, and we got off just on different tangents around that. And it maybe it it was a timing. It wasn't a complete rebuttal. I wouldn't say it was rebuttal exactly to him, but it was something I've thought about and I've talked about a lot over the you know several years. I've had um, conversations with Andrew and Middleton about it, and Bob WP was. I mean, since I changed over to do the woo and everything, it's just been kind of a site I every once in a while write about and something, you know, nothing in particular. And I wanted a direction of it. So I was just driving one morning and I thought, you know, I'm, I have a lot of experiences I can just tell about the community myself. I don't really care if people read it or not. It's almost journaling to me, mm-hmm. just, you know, what I'm doing and what I'm going to be doing. So it, it, you know, it was probably, it just all came together at a certain point and it wasn't Paul directly, but a lot of what we talked about on Jeff's podcast was around Paul's stuff. And just Paul was basically saying a lot of what other people have been saying, you know, on and off for what months, maybe a few years. So it just, um, it just seemed like the thing for me to do. And, you know, somebody commented and said, and, and it was in a way of, you know, yeah, everybody wants to read the drama and the negative, you know, do they want to read about Bob saying good things? Well, I don't really care. (laughs) That's not the point of the, (laughs) the blog. I mean, it's just a blog over there that I'm just going to write stuff about and whether people read it or not, it's just kind of chronicles my, my time in the community and, you know, even going back as far as around 2010 and stuff, what was going on and experiences I had. So, so yeah, it's just something that it just all the timing just seemed right. And I was ready to do something with it, but um, you know, it's, um, I actually didn't think anybody would really notice it or or say anything about it. I just thought, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and pop it out and start writing some stuff on it. And, See what happens. Well, there was, uh, what I, I noticed it was good. I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was quite a nice, nicely timed piece because I think your um, your going up to eleven is is a bit like me. I think I'm I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. I really enjoy it all still. And even if there's drama, I'm quite happy to sit in the middle and watch the drama. Just engulf the the surroundings. Yeah. And try, yeah. I'll try and stay out of it if humanly possible. I enjoy the drama. I enjoy the healthy drama. Do you? I do, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. The, I, can um, say is, I mean, I, I love the community and, and I love the healthy discussion that everybody has. And I think um, you know, everything I watch is is it's enjoyable to watch. It's mature. There's no real bickering. Um, and I'm I'm with Bob. I'm I'm all in. So we're we're gonna we're gonna see some real bickering a little bit later in one of the few controversial things that I've ever talked about on this <laughs> show. But it seems like some guys have got their gloves off, so we'll talk about that a little bit. But yeah, Bob's piece uh, over at bobwp.com is entitled "The WordPress Community." Now I'm turning it up to eleven, and you might like to read that in in concert 
with uh, Paul Lacey's piece over on WP Minute called, it's got a long title, I think I did it, Blocks, Boards and Fishing Reels, How Gutenberg Has Divided WordPress. Okay, that's great. Okay, back to some sort of more technical stuff. This um, this is, I, I found this really fascinating. This is Sarah Gooding on WP Tavern with a piece called The New Core Web Vitals Technology Report Shows Overall Pass Rates for WordPress Sites Decreases with Newer Versions. And there's a chart to prove it. That chart, the blue lines go further and further down in a, in a sort of dismal, dismal display. But um, allegedly, just core WordPress do- performs better. I can't quite understand. Is anybody actually using WordPress 3.2? I don't know where the statistics for that have come from, but presumably they shoved a site on there somewhere. But something that I learned from this as well is that Google, I didn't know this, Google actually pay for staff to be on the, the core development team. And so hopefully this is being addressed. I, I've got to say all this stuff about Core Web Vitals, I know it's important. I can't seem to get that excited about it, largely because I'm not building client websites anymore. But if I were building client websites now, I'm guessing that this piece of news would be a little bit of a cause for concern, that newer versions of WordPress, you have to read the article because it goes into a little bit more technical detail, not a lot. But um, just the knowledge that more recent versions of WordPress are struggling to keep up with, well, you can see on the chart there, um, well, you can just sort of see the line just sort of goes down on the bar chart over time. Um, yeah, just an interesting bit of news about Core Web Vitals and, um, and WordPress. I don't know if anybody's got anything on that. Yeah, I think um, we've... <laughs> I think core web vitals are, are important to a degree with, you know, obviously making sure your website's running efficiently, running quickly. Um, you haven't got anything on there that's causing unnecessary delays. I, I tend to not take core web vitals too seriously. I think some of the, the people that I work with take it a little bit too seriously and, and they want to get that perfect hundred score and spend hours and hours and hours trying to achieve it. Um, you know, I do think it's important to make sure that sites run quickly, particularly for mobile and stuff like that. But you can take it a little bit too seriously sometimes. Um, I, I, I really want to dig more into this article to try and understand why there has been that that decrease. Um, it's, that's interesting to me, given that WordPress has been uh, implementing things such as, you know, WebP file format support and things like that over the years to, to try and improve things. Uh, so it's interesting to see that it's... Uh, maybe not necessarily go in, in, in the right direction. But I think there are so many different factors that affect the speed of, of a site and not just WordPress core. You know, there are a lot of things that you can install on a site that affect speed. Um, yeah, so yeah. I don't think that this is a, a black and white issue. There's probably a lot of other things that are affecting it. One of the things they say in the article is that um, this research put together by somebody called Rick Viscomi um, it basically is saying that only 22% of WordPress-powered uh, websites uh, get the good threshold. So that's the measure of what we're talking about. Um, yeah. Yeah. We talked that last week. Me. That doesn't mm. surprise me. You know, I, I, th- I think that you know, WordPress is, is only part of your website. It's, it's there to deliver images and content and whatever you put on it. So if your images aren't optimized or you've applied goodness knows how many you know additional features to your website um it'll, it'll slow things down even even you know google's page uh, speed tool will complain about itself <laughs> you know it, it complains when you've got google analytics on there 
Um, so there's there's a lot of moving factors in in this. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested in learning more about this and, and seeing where the problems might lie. There's a guy mentioned in the article, Alan Adam, sorry, Silverstein, who wanted to dig a little bit deeper, and he he noticed that things that were intended to make things better. So in the article, I'm just directly quoting, Silverstein worked with Viscomi to create a query that would extract performance data grouped by WordPress version. He found that core additions like native image and iframe lazy loading and WebP image support had no measurable improvement on core web vital scores in the wild, which I found to be curious i assumed that all of that would would help just out of the box but anyway joe some, some of this bleeds into the whole amp discussion that has you know raised its its ugly head um, yeah i yeah. personally was never a big fan of amp i had a lot of people asking us to make our plugin compatible with it uh but it just it to me personally it didn't didn't make a lot of sense and it's like i said to you earlier nathan the these paid score things that they're developed by the company that is basically ranking your website. Um, it's, it's like the credit score for the credit card industry. So they're <laughs> dictating what factors are affecting the scores here. Um, and, um, you know, like I said, my, my opinion is, yes, I think these tools can be helpful for uh, identifying bottlenecks on your website. I just don't think uh, you want to spend hours and hours and hours trying to get that 100 perfect score. Um, you know, sometimes it can be to the detriment. Mm. Uh, Bob or Joe, got anything on that? Yeah, I um, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, I see a comment by by Peter on YouTube, right, about the hyper-focus about core web vitals without taking all the factors, including value of the content itself is ill-advised. And while people can spend too much time, uh, like Mark said, trying to get the perfect uh, page speed insight score, 80% of people will abandon your website if it takes longer than four seconds to load. Yeah. 80%. So uh, maybe we don't have to worry about the perfect score, but we can use these tools like Core Web Vitals to make sure that the uh, first uh, content paint, which is one of the metrics in Core Web Vitals, is very low. Uh, and there are ways that we can do that. But um, this kind of, you know, later versions of WordPress getting slower kind of reminds me of the computational complexity theory uh, mm. in computer science, mm -hmm. uh, which basically states some computational problems are so difficult that uh, it's provable that no <clears throat> fast algorithm exists to fix them, right? And this is not exactly the same. Uh, WordPress is not built on complex problem-solving algorithms. We don't apply things like big O notation to it which is, as a computer scientist, something that I barely understand. Um, but I, I do think that as WordPress gets more complex and allows users to do more things, we are going to see a slowdown in, um, in, in, how, these, in, in how quickly these sites load, right? We, we were worried that we would see the same thing with page builders. And when compared to Wix and Squarespace, which, has been, which have been around for a decade now, we probably saw it with them too, but now they've had time to mature and fix some of these things, um, which they have the luxury of doing because they get to control when their software is updated and they get to make sure that the software is updated universally. So um, I think that is something to consider. I trust that the full site editing and Gutenberg team are taking that into consideration. Uh, and I think, you know, at least this proves that just using 
something like lazy loading isn't going to um uh isn't going to uh make your website fast out of the box you need to make sure that your site loads as quickly as possible even that 80 percent number needs qualifiers peter i'll just uh, address that right now um i mean how long do you wait around i don't want to sound uh bullish here but how long do you wait around for a website how frustrated do you get uh if i'm trying to buy something from a website uh and it takes five seconds to load or four seconds to load i'm going to be frustrated um and so some people who are in a hurry um, are are going to abandon it. That number is well researched and well known for years now. So, um, you know, uh, yes, maybe it needs qualifiers. Yes, maybe if you want to read something or buy something bad enough, you'll stick around. But um, you want your site to load within two or three seconds. Yeah, and I think these tools can help everybody in in achieving that you know they they can they can help with identifying oh you know maybe my hosting's running slowly um maybe i need to improve the loading speed of my images maybe i need to cut down on the amount of javascript i've got on my website there's so many different factors and these tools definitely help with that for sure bob can i just throw a curveball at you because um you've got a shiny new website uh if you haven't no, how long has this been? I mean, it's a matter of weeks, isn't it? To do yeah, the November first. Yeah, so we're twenty-two odd days into it. The Do the Woo podcast website, which is at dothewoo.io, is shiny and new, uh, and it looks fabulous. You, were you, Bob? I think I'm right in saying, were you a client of somebody who was assisting with this, or did you build it yourself? Oh God, no. Um, actually, this is the first time I've ever had somebody build build it yeah and uh i had um maintain who's a um part of web dev studios do it yep i was i was in the position to actually pay somebody you know a good chunk of money to um totally redesign the site and this was something that i decided you know i'd i'd piecemealed my sites you know i'm not a developer i'm a designer by i mean that's what i did before i even got into wordpress for many years and you know, I'd always just throw up my site, Bob WP, just has content on it. And with this site, there was a lot more stuff I needed, a lot more, I needed some fresh eyes on it. And, you know, it, I, I think of the whole thing with, um, I, I have two podcasts. I actually have where I talked about this a bit and I had on my podcast, a developer um, over on Do The Woo, um, Christina Workman, she is the one that was the developer. So I had her on and um, Brad from WebDev was on as a co-host, had an interesting discussion because my whole thing, and it kind of boils down to this, and I was, again, in the spot of being able to hire someone to do this. You know, I think I look at these metrics, all these things, the core vitals, you know, we all see it happen. But then a lot of people say, well, what do I do about it? You know, do I need to hire somebody? You know, it's, right. it's I, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people that we're talking to get it and they can go in and deal with it. Me, myself, it was, I put a lot of stuff in the the hands because I had the thing rebranded too, as well as redesigned. So a new logo and everything. And I just went to them and said, Hey, here's my audience. Here's my vision, you know, create a logo, put together a color palette, 
um, you know, they share me, share something with me. And I said, you kind of, you know, I can tell you what I don't like, but I'm putting my, putting everything in their hands where you can ask me questions, but you're the pros. And I want you to make some of these decisions for me because you know, what's best. And in a time when Gutenberg is, you know, everybody, I mean, I was all in the Gutenberg and I was doing blocks and I was, you know, whatever. This site is built with Astra and Beaver Builder. And that is what they recommended to me. And I was like, cool. You know, I mean, you know, almost all my stuff is built in Beaver Builder pages. And I'm, you know, I kind of had to go back in time and remember how to use it get in there and start, you know, oh yeah, that's right. I remember it now, you know, when I was using it before, but I didn't question that. And I didn't, you know, get on the bandwagon and say, you know, I want to be all Gutenberg at this point. I mean, I can do that with Bob WP. I had a certain vision for this site and I needed it accomplished the best way. So there, um, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to jump on a bandwagon of either side when I need something and I'm leaving it to the pros to give me recommendations. And that's kind of how I went with it. I was interested to know whether or not you like were hitting the core web vitals message hard, you know, with the, with the developers, because we're always told how important it is. And I wondered from your perspective, if that was like anywhere on the laundry list, you know, I want to see some nice scores on the back end of this. Yeah. You know, they said that, um, you know, I think in the beginning and, you know, I, I, it was fortunate because I, I know the agency, you know, I know the people. So it wasn't like I had to drill them and stuff. You know, I just, I think in the beginning, they, it was kind of a given that, yeah, we make this as, you know, performance wise, we have that in mind all the time. And even when I would ask for a change or I would make a, you know, say, well, what about this? Well, you know, that might part of their decision to not have done it could have been around performance too. And I, I just took it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't need that then, you know, if you recommend that I should do it this way instead or whatever. So I think, yeah, it was, it was always, you know, it was almost a given to me because of knowing the agency that they would have that in the back of their mind. And that was not something I was going to have to worry about. And, And, you know, I, the one thing I learned about this, through this whole process, and it's really bizarre to say, I learned what WordPress can really do. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I I have my limited skills, and I can put in plugins and whatever. But when they, I would ask them to do something, and they'd come back and ka-ching, you know, hey, is this what you were thinking about? I'm like, whoa, you know, this is nice. I don't know what the hell you did, but I love <laughs> it that you did it. You know, and I don't really care what you did, you know, as long as you it's working and it's doing what we want. So, yeah. so it was a really, it was a, it was a fun experience and I really enjoyed it because it was something I had never gone through myself hiring. Somebody. Yeah. And I let go of the creative. Somebody said, were you able to let go of your creative whatever and i said well my creative have dried up you know that happened a few (laughs) years ago and that's probably why i got out of this and you know i I, yeah i i let i handed it over to them and said you know have fun with this you know um yeah do it i think that's so nice to just sort of get that um that perspective and not have to worry about it yourself by the way i have to say uh bob not only are you qualifying as the world wordpress's best boomer but i think also <laughs> the best ventriloquist 
um, would be your award because your camera's frozen and for about oh, the last five it? minutes okay. you've managed to speak without moving at all, which is <laughs> pretty impressive, actually. Yeah, so hopefully Bob will come back in a minute. We'll, we'll crack on. Um, right. Done that one, done that. Okay, right. I find this absolutely fascinating. This is one of the ones I wanted to speak about this week. This is, okay, I don't even know what to make of this. This is elementor.com forward slash resources forward slash web dash creators dash LP. I wonder what the LP stands for. I don't know. I think it's an LP. Yeah. Um, there is no mention of WordPress on this website apart from in the header and in the footer. There, the WordPress is mentioned in the menus only as far as I can make out. This is an extraordinarily well put together piece of marketing. I mean, we are used to seeing Elementor doing slick videos. This is like film quality. You know, they are, it, honestly, you would, I could well imagine seeing this commercial on the television. So they're talking about these sort of, these caricatured people who, you know, I don't know what you said earlier, millennials or whatever it is, these people who might be out in the real world who might want to get themselves a website and there's five of them on the screen and they all look very cool and it's beautiful and everybody's wonderful. But it, it like WordPress seems to be stripped out of it. It's just about Elementor. And I'm wondering, maybe I'm wrong, is this the first Elementor SaaS volley? Is this the first of them positioning themselves of as Elementor.com, come build a website? We don't need to trouble you with WordPress at all. Um, because it seems curious. Everything prior to that, we've had WordPress daubed all over it, you know, WordPress page builder and WordPress this and plugin and that. This is just a, an all-out hit on Wix and Squarespace, as far as I can see. So absolutely fascinated when I saw this. I wonder what they're up to. So I'll just open that up to anybody. I want to ask the Joe. Were you the one that commented on the um, the logo, yeah. the title? Yeah, I was. I have, uh, Joe I said that, and I did a second take, and I thought, God, Joe hit that spot on. That's all. That thing hurts my eyes. I think is what I responded to Joe. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't say. I think we said this in a um, a members Discord. Uh, oh, okay, that was it. Yeah, yeah, I have I have opinions, uh, and I want to make sure the site's not satire before I I dole out these opinions. <laughs> Because oh, it's bad. It's bad. Like, do you I, think? Oh, hundred percent. I mean, <gasps> the first time I looked at it, it was broken. Uh, like the yep. discover button was like in the middle of the text. That logo looks like you know how like when you text somebody or somebody texts you an emoji, but you haven't updated your phone yet. That's what yes. their logo looks like. And then like they just included like the motion picture association logo in the middle of that uh, it, before it, you hopped on the call mark was telling me that all of this stuff at the bottom here all of these buttons they didn't do anything they just linked yeah. to nothing you know you but couldn't they, hover yeah, over they, them they and, were and broken at the, I, I looked at it and it first of all it just shouted to me as as if element has gone to a big agency and said look here's our target audience here's what we want to do and this is you know this is what came out of that room and I thought, well, I want to sign up for this and see what it does. And then at the bottom of the screen, none of the icons are working properly. And you know, given that the target audience was web developers, I was I was just not impressed with it. It, it didn't. And didn't going to- and going back to our core web vitals conversation, I haven't loaded this site in Chrome today yet, but it, we're like six seconds on, and it's still loading. Um, right. huh. This this site. So I. 
for I don't know if web developers are the target audience, like Nathan said, right? I think this is um like you have a story and you can tell it easily, but like this kind of like the first line is like you're a unique breed of people with multi skills. We develop design A B tests and then do it all again. Maybe it is designers then, right? Because who says A B test? Um this is like an an ode to why you should specialize and hire specialists. It just like it it it's not nice. I opened a can of worms here with Joe, you know. I know. I have <laughs> such opinions this, this morning. This is really interesting. So yeah. I'm got to be clear on what your meaning of satire is because I don't know if it's the same as mine. By satire do you mean this is literally almost like comedy, deliberate comedy like it feels like they made Ah. this to point out how bad some people are at building websites that is a fascinating pool of money to spend if if because if you miss the target with your satire it's just dead right and i did be like sending out 400 headphones to a bunch of people who have no interest in your product (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there they are. No, that's absolutely fascinating. So you believe that this is sort of poking fun at people in a sense who believe that they can they they are capable when they're not capable and oh good. I will just say everything that Elementor has done up until I mean, look at their homepage. It's gorgeous. It's like uh, it's 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 like what it, it's you look at their homepage and you're like, this is what building websites should be like. It's and it loads so fast. And, and then you go to this this web creator site and it's like, hey, um, what if we use f- three fonts in the logo and then some icons and let's make giant text that's a bunch of different font faces and none of the buttons will work. Like, yeah, look at this. Look at this fun button, this oval. Uh, that, that, yeah. yeah. Oh, I've got fresh eyes now. You know, I pray that you're right. <laughs> it just, it just feels very at odds with everything else they've done. Um, that and like, I mean, look at the URL uh, again. Resources slash web dash creators dash LP. What yeah. could LP possibly? Somebody in the chat, maybe. What could LP possibly stand LP. for? But you would think if this is their big SAS. They would, they would maybe put it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe landing page. Right. Which is terrible. Right. That's a terrible URL. Um, so like you'd think if this was like their big rollout, right. It would be a different brand from Elementor if they were really trying to separate from WordPress, maybe it would be like, uh, uh, web.creators.whatever. Right. Or, or even like web you know, a, a different you are. I was going to say Elementor. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. trying to separate. This is like slash resources. Like this is like very much a, it feels very much like uh, I made a website on GeoCities. Like it feels like that. I, I have but to say, who, I watched but, the video. Oh, sorry. Go on. I was just going to say, but who, you know, um, you really look at it from an interesting perspective, Joe. And, and I love it because it, that makes sense. But I would say the people that would make sense out of that would be 0.01, maybe, you know, not even that many. So it's like you're, uh, it, it's, uh, yeah, there's, I'm, I'm speechless actually. Because, it kind of, um, it kind of reminds me of like 
almost like Ricky Gervais kind of humor. It lands yeah. with like a small amount of people, and everybody else is just like, "What? I'd, what are he even talking about?" Yeah. You know, what, what, what's the point of doing this? Because who's that, really going to? Yeah, take- yeah exactly. Yeah. We're so. What is the freaking point? <laughs> <laughs> Joe, if you're right, we have been so well socket. Oh God, I hope that you're right. I, I was um, somebody in the in the comments. It was Daniel said that the characters in the in the video. So if you watch this video, there's a video here. I won't put it up, um, but it's it is this. I can only imagine that that video cost an absolute fortune to be made, and, and I'm not talking about you know a small amount of fortune. I'm I'm thinking a proper well-resourced film company with, you know, multiple people with lighting, sound, makeup, the whole lot, on location in various different locations. Everything looks amazing, but nothing in that video was kind of speaking to me in terms of, oh, identify with them. I identify with those people. And Daniel said the characterized versions in the commercial were so weird. So this is, okay, so I really misjudged this. I just totally assumed it was some kind of jumping away from the regular marketing that they do, drawing a line in the sand and saying, there's the old Elementor, here's the new Elementor. But no, it's parody. I don't, this is, see, this is, I don't know. I don't know if it's parody. I hope it's parody. But like, they're definitely, I mean, the web creators, the video, but then their copy is like, we develop design A, B test. How many people outside of the web development space or the marketing space know what A-B testing is? And if I said A-B testing to my wife, she'd be like, I don't know what that is. And they talk and, about cats in the first U- UVP as well. You know, there's some yeah. worthy cats that might d- benefit from yeah. that. Oh, you've just totally opened up my eyes now. Right. So we have to see how this plays out. No doubt in about three weeks time, Elementor will, will just sort of like drop the bomb and say, kind of, I don't know, April Fool in November or something. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely fascinating. But what does this do for their brand? I don't Tell know. I'm totally confused. What are they trying to, oh. they trying to achieve with it? Are they trying yeah. to, to build a community of web designers with this? Uh, if so, I think they're doing it the wrong way. Um, to me, the video looked like a bunch of, you know, interweaved Shutterstock videos that had nothing to do with web development it was almost like a lifestyle brand right Uh, so there's my theory of like an expensive video down the pan they've just gone to shutterstock and spent four (laughs) hundred dollars yeah i mean i can see how if this is legit that they're trying to appeal to a younger audience with it and trying to get people on board with elementor as as the brand but i I just uh, for, for you know for me as a professional web developer it doesn't appeal at all and, and it doesn't speak to me um it's very conf- it doesn't even it, it 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 makes the the number one uh faux pas with websites that i always tell people is when you come to a website tell people what it's about what what is what is this thing and, and it doesn't do that it's very confusing I- I real okay. Can we do one more thing? I'm sorry to overtalk you, Mark. No, I just no. Some, this is fascinating. Um, can you uh, scroll all the way down to like the footer area, right yep. above the footer? So if you get that pink part, okay, become an icon. Select four skills that define you as a web creator. Okay, you think this is an email form, right? Yeah. What does the second field say? What's the second field labeled as? Country. Name and country. Is it supposed to be an email form? 
so I really think um, this is like if okay, it feels like this is all wild speculation again, but it feels like satire um, that they're trying to uh, <laughs> get attention and then get people who this have appealed to to sign up for their newsletter or their whatever, join their community and be like, hey, you want to build actual good looking websites? We'll show you with Elementor. <laughs> Maybe this is all I'm not a marketer. I'm just a wild speculator. Uh, but this site is so disjointed from everything else Elementor has done that I can't I have such a hard time uh, believing that this is something they they put together in earnest for a big launch. What is top I, country, top skill, top combo? T- what yeah. does top country even mean? What's ISR? That's Israel, which was, is where they're based, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. So, like, but they got us talking about it. I mean, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. That part of it worked, right? Well, some yeah. interesting commentary coming in. So, I, apologies, I've not got Facebook open, so I don't know who this person is. Um, but somebody on Facebook is saying, uh, rumor, so caveat emptor, I've heard that the, that, I've heard it is the Wix founder is planning to buy them, which might explain the move, trying to align the developer for the developers who don't have access to the Wix platform or other than through JS scripts. Okay. Uh, We've got quite a few comments about the quantity of handlebar mustaches. And I have to say the handlebar mustaches are right on the edge of bizarre, aren't they? I mean, the, the face here is, it almost like looks like one of the characters out of Monty Python. And I say that, genuinely like something out of Monty Python and sort of same thing here, you know, some sort of upper class twit of the year kind of thing. Um, and then we've got Stefan. Hi, Stefan. About their main site being down, maybe they're having technical problems. Some of their CSS isn't loading correct. Oh, so you were saying earlier that their main website's gone down. I can't, can't verify that. Um, and then we've got Facebook user again. They're trying with the country thing to get people to self-identify where they are located. Uh, it doesn't go anywhere, so I haven't filled that form out. But if you do put your name and your country in, do you? How do how do they even how do they even communicate with you if you don't give them your email address? I don't know. Um, okay, and then Peter saying you're here, you're one of us, uh, you are now unique breed. So this is the marketing jargon on the site. This looks like it's directed at the Gen Z, Gen Z. Is that how you pronounce that? Yeah, and demonstrates. That's like the- People born around ninety five to early okay. two thousand. Yeah. yeah, they're definitely not. They're definitely not my age group. Put it that way, uh, and demonstrate the worst of all that it's supposed to be. Really TikToky. Okay, gee whiz, this is blown in a completely different direction. Okay, Elementor. Basically, you've got to explain yourself. You've got to come clean and tell us why you've produced this because we don't we don't yeah. get it. Either it's a fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Give me the excuse. Yeah, it'll just be, no, it's genuine. We really like it. Um, well, let's find out. Anyway, the, the website is elementor.com forward slash resources forward slash web dash creators dash LP uh, hashtag 1387 <laughs> um, just to make it easy to remember. There we go. I did not get the, the measure of that at all. But Joe, I'd be fascinated to see how that one pans out. Um Right, should we do a very quick drama piece? I know we've not got much time. Uh, we don't do, do drama on this, but I just thought this was quite fascinating. You'll have to 
you'll have to bear with me with this one. If you've used Ocean WP, it's been around for ages, and they're constantly telling us how uh, how many users they've got and how their five star ratings are amazing and so on on the repo. Well, I got this piece uh, in my new. I guess it came as an email, so I clicked on the email because it was all about Ocean WP, and I like to follow the WordPress stuff. And it was the founder of Ocean WP, whose name is uh, Nicholas Le. Lecoq, I guess is how you pronounce it. Uh, this was a few days ago, and he was basically saying that actually he stepped away from the the project about three years ago. Uh, he sold it to a company who he assumed were going to take good care of it and do the right thing. And there's obviously been a major bit of falling out because Nicholas has come back and written this piece to say they've been kind of masquerading as me. They've been using me, um, writing emails and so on, pretending that I'm writing the emails, basically leveraging my uh, cachet, if you like. And I'm now back to tell you that in all this time, it wasn't me. I don't like who I sold it to. They're horrible and ought to be distrusted, etc. So now we have WP drama, which is uh, something that we have occasionally. Then um, he goes on to then tout his new product, and, uh, of course, at this point, my I'm just sort of thinking, hang on a minute, I don't understand. You've sold it to a company that you didn't trust, but you've been silent for three years and you haven't said um, why you, you would rather that they didn't use your name and so on. I don't really know. And then I got an email a couple of days ago, basically from the guys at Ocean WP saying something along the lines of, we're taking, into a, a, taking some legal advice because one of the people on our team has now been slandering us on uh, social media and so on. So I don't know. I don't know. All I can see is collateral damage everywhere. Um, if things like this go on, th- there is no level of trust created on either side, whether you're using Nicholas's new thing, which is uh, Zeus Elementor, and he's got a new theme as well, and I can't remember the name. Um, I'm, I'm just, I've, I found the whole thing remarkable, and airing the laundry in the public in this way just seems very, very, very strange. I hope that they managed to settle everything without getting angry with each other and going down the route of slandering each other, but just seems such a bizarre story. Nobody. I don't know anything about this. I'm sorry. I had I had that compulsion when I was in school that if nobody like raised their hand, I would raise their hand even if I had nothing good to say. <laughs> yeah. um, the fact, I mean, the fact that like he, I'm guessing he probably disappeared for three years because of an NDA. If I had to, like he probably couldn't talk about anything for some amount of time. Um, I will find that because he did mention that. You keep going okay. and I'll see if I can find and, it. And, um, I, it's just very suspect that he would use a, a hit piece to then promote his new thing. Like, right. You wouldn't want that announcement. I mean, maybe I don't know anything, but I wouldn't want that sullied. I wouldn't want the announcement of a new product sullied with the story of a sale gone wrong. Um, right. And yeah. also is it, it's called Zeus Elementor. Is it part? Is no, it- that's something else. He's got two okay. products. One is a theme, and it's got a really, okay. it's got a typical, you know, on bizarre sounding theme. And then I think mm-hmm. that's a plugin for Elementor that adds some okay. functionality. So he, he's basically, yeah. yeah, he's timing it so that his his gripe coincides with some, um, you know, the release of a new thing, which. Uh, yeah, see, but here's another thing. He says that he went back to work for them a few months ago. Uh, and then realized finally that the writing was on the wall and he'd, ha- he'd have to leave. So I, I don't really know. Um, just curious. 
Seems maybe he's um, tying it in with that website we just looked at. The elemental. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, maybe it's all one vicious circle of nonsense. <laughs> Bob has uncovered the, the deep conspiracy. Anyway, I just it's thought that Halo was interesting. Thing all over again. That's uh, a deep Matt, cut. <laughs> Matt. Um, oh my goodness, Matt. Matt does like to produce the comment which erases half the people on the panel. Uh, really odd story to stumble across over the week. Yeah, nice one, Joe. Look at that. Uh, he sold the company. They kept his name at the forefront of things, and now he's come back with the story he's telling with the assumption it's true. That's wild. Although we can, and the comments have disappeared. I don't know quite why, but my comments have totally and utterly disappeared. Although we can't believe everything on the internet these days, he says. Thank you. That's fine. That's great. Well, it's a good job that happened right at the end because um, we've run out more or less of time, but it's telling me I need to log in to see the comments. So all the comments have just disappeared off my screen. Just a couple of quick ones before we go, if you like, because I I do like to do the bizarre ones. First one um, is this, if I can share the screen. Is that still going to work? Yes. This is nice. I like this piece of news. Apple along, and hopefully this will promote other manufacturers, Apple have decided that they're going to make their devices um, iPhones in particular, I don't know if this extends to iPads and all the other bits and pieces, fixable. So, so long as you've got the, you know, the $98 screwdriver that will probably be required for their proprietary tiny screw, which you will lose when you breathe on it. Um, if you're anywhere near a carpet or anything like that, it's gone. Um, the, you're going to be able to fix your iPhones in the future, which is obviously really good news. I don't possess any Apple iPhones or anything, but I, I can't. It bothers me greatly that we chuck all of this stuff basically in the bin as soon as it's had a couple of years. So that's good news. Don't know if anybody wants to chime in on that. I'm just glad that Apple don't slow my phone down on purpose now, so I can I don't have to buy a new one. <laughs> It's another it's another drama. Do you know what? If there's one company I don't want to slag off on this podcast, it's Apple. I kind of fear fear for the letter that'll thump down on my on my doorstep in the next few days. I, I can think just that's... imagine the instructions with each um, repair thing will be, you know, two lines of what to do and twenty lines of be careful. You've right, got yeah. to imagine that the typical user who gets into this yeah. is either very confident or naive. And I the, would say, I'm not taking this sucker apart. What? No, you know, no. And if you like, do, yeah, what okay, the chance of you? Screwdriver that doesn't make me a an Apple Tech repairman or whatever. And you will end up botching it and costing yourself more money because you'll yeah, have to then yeah, take. But it, yeah. it, I was listening to a podcast about it, and it, but it does create possibly a, an ecosystem on the high street for people who are actually good at this to mm-hmm. order these repair packs and repair it for you. And if there's yeah. a little industry that pops up for people who actually have got the $98 screwdriver and can fix it. They can open um, storefronts instead of doing it out of the back of a that's van. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. right, yeah. Well, yeah. There's, there's a couple of things at play here, right? First of all, Apple has gone all in on their eco-friendly, climate-friendly messaging, right? That's why, they're, that's why they say they're not including the little charging bricks in the box anymore because it reduces their carbon footprint. And so... This could reduce e-waste. They've also rolled out a new service targeting businesses with, um, I think, something like 100 to 500 employees, or maybe it's yeah, it's something like that uh, for a, a new service for repair. And so maybe they're trying to get people down market to right. uh, handle the rest of those people. So it's all about the services, right? They're trying to increase that every year. Um, and then the, the eco-friendly marketing, I think, is probably part of it as well. 
The the time is fast running out. I do apologise. We probably spent too too long on some other things previously, but um, a couple of things uh, we allow the the guys who come on the show, the anybody that comes on the show to to bring some favourites of theirs during the week. I'll show you mine in a minute. It involves feet, but um, Mark has decided to tell us about automatic CSS, which you can find at automaticcss.com. I'm sorry to be brief, Mark. Can you quickly tell us what yeah, this is? Yeah, very, very quickly. Uh, a good friend of mine, Kevin Geary, he runs a, an agency and he has a website called digitalambition.co, uh, which is focused at the Oxygen community and, and building nice quick websites uh, with, with Oxygen Builder. Um, and this is a new um, framework that he's working on right now. Uh, if you join the inner circle of digitalambition.co, you can actually purchase this on a, on a lifetime deal currently. Uh, worth taking a look at. I just wanted to mention it uh, in case there are any Oxygen Builder fans out there. Thank you. So automaticcss.com. Um, here's my pick of the week, which is just fabulous. This is uh, Felix Kleiser, I think, who plays the French horn with his feet. And Honestly, it's sublime. Amazing. It really is amazing. I mean, I I honestly don't think that I could, I, like, I couldn't do anything with my feet, um, you know, so much as picking this up. But there he is, look, playing on the screen. And if you press play on that video, I would urge you to press play. He is sublimely good, and he's doing it with his feet. So I just thought that was quite quirky. I thought I'd mention yeah. that. Um, now, from one extreme to another, from something utterly frivolous to something utterly brilliant, this is Jennifer Bournes, and this is your pick, Joe. Yeah, I um, there's been a lot. <laughs> I want to share this because I believe Jennifer Bourne is doing some amazing stuff with the Profitable Project Plan. Uh, full disclosure, uh, I, I will be one of the expert interviews this year, which I'm really excited about. But I also feel like there's been a lot of undeserved and untoward sniping towards people like her and others in the community who have been accused of things that they're not actually doing. And so some some I, I saw some things that I didn't like last week, and I want to elevate specifically this because it just opened up, and I think Jennifer Bourne is doing great things, and I wanted to uh, to highlight that. Oh, okay. Thank you. JenniferBourne.com forward slash profitable dash project dash plan i'm really sorry to have um caused so much you know so much speediness at the end we're not able to to dwell on all the things that i wanted to in the time but we ran out of time so um that's it i think for this week if Do i, I get around... to say my one word i've got oh, to do oh, my word oh, yeah. okay oh. okay yeah so it's not anything from 17th or 18th century it's like that thing where um, it's a Japanese word that I just found that was very cool. So if you're working on your iPhone and you say, hey, I need to fix that iPhone, uh, is whatchamacallit or that iPhone thingy, what their word for thingy and whatchamacallit is nani-nani. So <laughs> I, that's my new word, nani-nani. So I'm trying to fix this damn iPhone, nani-nani. I, I, I don't even know what it's called, but, you know, anyway, that's it. So We, we have that word in, in like, Old English, Oh, is it, it? Uh, well, no, 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 no. It means nothing like that. People used to say "Hey, nonny, nonny," but I can't think what the context was. Yeah, it was I always like that. in like nursery rhymes and things like yeah, that. And and I saw this, so I'm going to create a page on Bob WP of all these words that I've been introducing. <laughs> so I'll continue to do that. But that that yeah, was Herkel, just Herkel yeah. Dirkling so far. Now yeah. nonny, nonny, like I'm puddling, and we're 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 on a roll. Yeah, yeah, you're good. You've also <laughs> uh, returned to the. The, the ventriloquist um, 
posture, oh, I'm afraid I, to say. I see that. I'm having, yeah. having a terrible time. No, no the show's over, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and on that bombshell, we'll uh, we'll end it. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you so much, Joe, and thank you, Bob. We'll um, hopefully have you on again at some point in the future. That was absolutely fascinating, especially the elemental bit. Let's see how that all pans out over time. Sorry, I can't see any comments. If there are any comments coming in at this point, I'm just unable to. I'm locked out of them for some reason, but we'll see you see you again soon if guys are you feeling like doing the way for me so that i can take one last screenshot bob are you oh damn it let's just there, he is. there we go <laughs> we got it all right great thanks guys i'll see you again soon cheerio